Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru podcast. The NRL season's over now and due to COVID, we're lucky enough to have the state of origin period happening at the end of the year. It's going to be a cracking three weeks on the Rugby League Guru podcast. Origin, it's my favorite time of the year. Let's kick it off. Welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. This is going to be my full preview for Origin 2, a game I'm so excited for. Origin 1, I tipped that the Blues would win that game. Egg all over my face. I said I said for the last three months leading into this Origin, the Maroons, they're going to be out without this guy. They're going to be without that guy. They're going to be missing this. They're going to, they're going to struggle here. They're not going to have the forwards here. And I finished every single podcast with... This suits the Maroons down to a T. This suits Wayne Bennett down to a T. They love an ambush. They love being the underdogs. And, of course, they come out and get the job done. So typical of Queensland. So typical of State of Origin. This is what our game's about. And it was so sensational to see them do that in Game 1. Now, I will say again, I think the Blues are going to win Game 2. I said as soon as that game finished the other night, I, I honestly don't think the Blues could have played worse. I thought they were extremely average. And they got dusted by four. And... I've already spoken about it already this week, and it reminds me a lot of last year's series. I think we lost by the exact same scoreline, and I think game one last year, when I look back at it, we got outplayed. We lost by four points on the scoreboard, and you know you can read a scoreboard and say it was close. We got outplayed, and the scariest thing about game one last year was we got out-origined. The Maroons, again, they did, they did it yet again. They out-origined us, and they just hung on for that little bit extra. They made those moments count. They had desperation plays that they they just always find a way to get it done. And I thought it was exactly the same in Game 1. Now, the Blues, on paper, it's a much better lineup. But as I've said all year, on paper does not mean shit in Origin. It's decided out there. It's just... it's The other night just sums up Origin for me, and I, I can't wait for this game to kick off. Now... I've got a couple of notes for each side I'm going to go through. I'm going to start off with the New South Wales Blues. Now, the first thing that stands out to me, obviously Boyd Corden is out, and I'll talk about that in a second, but there's a new captain, James Tedesco. Now, Teddy, over the last two or three years, he's been simply amazing. The last 18 months, just on another level. Last year for Tedesco was just unbelievable. I couldn't believe what he was doing last year. I mean, he got the match winner in the grand final. He got the match winner in Origin 3. He just did absolutely everything. He is such... An incredible footballer. I'm, I'm honestly so happy 
that I'm a lot that I'm I'm old enough to appreciate the football he's playing right now. That I'm old enough and I, I'm alive in this era that I can see him play because what he's doing is simply amazing. And as I've said all week, he wouldn't have been my Origin captain. I would have gone Jake Trevojevic every day of the week. But Freddie, he understands Origin, and as I said during the week, Origin is. It's not about X's and O's coaching. It's about getting guys up for the occasion. And fuck me, if giving him the C next to his name gets the best player in the world up for the occasion in Sydney like he has before, this could be absolutely anything. It's an absolute masterstroke. The closer that that we get to this game, the more I like this move by Freddie. I hated it at first, to be honest with you. I couldn't understand it. thought Jake Trevojevic might have died or something, or something went wrong. They left him on the bus. I, I don't know what was going on, but... The closer I get, the more I like it. And I think Teddy's going to have a big game here. The other guys, obviously, we've got to touch on is Jack Whiten and Clint Gutherson. Now, Gutho was the one that I thought shouldn't have been a centre in this side. Um, he did much better than Jack Whiten in game one. I tipped Jack Whiten for very big things. And good God, he was bang ordinary. He looked like me at Oztag uh, in defence. And I, I, th- I think it's their de- their defence that's going to really matter. Obviously, Jack Whiten, he's got to, he's got to handle Dane Gagai, who's... Slowly becoming one of the best outside backs we've ever seen in Origin. Uh, you can tell me he sucks for South Sydney or whatever. That's fine. But in Origin, Dane guy, he consistently goes to another level. It's He's on the same level as Hayne at the moment to me. You just know what you're going to get from him. We keep on underestimating him, and he just keeps on performing. So Jack White, he's got a massive, a massive, massive job on his hands. And I think the thing that makes it even more difficult for him... I mean, he went from having one of the best defensive players in the world, Boyd Cordner, next to him. He's got Angus Crichton, who's he's no slob, but he's no Boyd Cordner either. He's also got a new 5'8 there, Cody Walker. So their combinations have changed a little bit on that edge. So it's going to be a big test for Whiten. Dan Gago will be really excited for it. He'll be up for it again. You know he will. Big test for him. Obviously, Clint Gutherson, it looks like he's going to take on Kirk Haywell again, who, who did stand him up a couple of times the other night. But I think Gutho can get the best of him in Sydney. Um, I'm sure, you know, between Gutho and especially Jack White and two champion players, that the that game one, that would have really hurt them. Yeah, they'll be up for this game. They would have watched tape on that game. They'll be embarrassed. They'll be in a corner, and they'll be ready to come out and fire. I'm really excited to see what they do. They need to back this up. Both quality players. I mean, Clint Gutherson, he's the captain of one of the proudest clubs in the league, Parramatta Eels, and Jack White, Dalian medalist, Clive Churchill medalist. He's made for the big stages. He got embarrassed last week. He'll be up for a big one this week, I think. Looking forward to seeing how they both bounce back. Now, obviously, uh, Cody Walker comes in. Now, this is massive, and I'll have a podcast talking more about Cody Walker uh, coming this afternoon for you guys to listen to, but this really could be a season-defining night for Cody... Sorry, a career-defining night for Cody Walker. It's been for 10-odd years now that people have questioned, firstly, in the Queensland Cup, if he performs on the big stages. Then got to the NRL, and even Wayne Bennett... You know, pulled him aside and had to question him. He got to Origin 1 last year and he was, you know, far from impressive. He got hooked in that game, then he got dropped. He's had a sensational finish to this season. He was amazing. Now he's got New South Wales. He's holding their hopes on his shoulders in his backyard at ANZ Stadium. He needs a big game tonight. I'll talk more about him later this afternoon, so stay tuned for that podcast. The other one, obviously, Boyd Cordner. I mentioned him earlier, him being out. Boyd Cordner is the best second rower in the game. Don't... Don't tell me otherwise. Kickout's dangerous. There's other guys that are really lethal. Boyd Cordner is the most solid second rower in the game and one of the best we've ever seen. And he's a true leader. When you're coming out of your own end and someone needs a tough carry, Boyd Cordner's hand is up every single time. It's no surprise that the bloke, you know, he's risking his career every time he goes out there now. Concussion after concussion. He's like a championship uh, boxer. 
He just keeps going and going and going. He puts his head where I wouldn't put my foot. I wouldn't consider putting my foot constantly. Boyd Corner is an absolute freak. He's one of the best leaders in the game, and they're really going to miss him here. It's those tough carries out of his own end that someone else is going to have to step up and do, and it's it's his... He's in defense. He's just so solid. He just controls that entire left side. It's going to be a massive challenge for the Blues. They're really going to miss him. Um, and I, I sort of think if they get into a decider, that's probably where they're going to miss Boyd Cordner more and his leadership. A sensational player. I really hope that as as a leader, um, James Tedesco can step up. And I mean, I, I think the man that I would have appointed as captain, Jake Jaroyevich, even though he doesn't have the C next to his name, I think he's going to really step up without Boyd Cordner. It's his team. He's going to be the voice of that forward pack. He's going to have to really step up. Really excited to see what Jake pulls out. Now, obviously, with him out, Angus Crichton starts. And Angus is a guy that really excites me. He's been sensational this year. The Roosters kind of use him as a middle forward, which I'm not huge on. But, geez, he had some impact through the middle for the Roosters this year. And out on the edge, I, I tend to prefer him on the right edge. It looks likely he will play on the left edge, obviously. And linking up with Cody Walker, his former Rabbitohs teammate, I'm... I'm assuming they would have overlapped for a little bit, maybe a year or two uh, when he was younger. And I, I really love the lines that he runs. Now, Cody Walker, we know when Cam Murray was out on his edge sometime, he doesn't tend to use his second rowers as much as he probably should. But Angus Cryan, with the lines he runs, I think Freddie would have to be getting into his ear, going, hey, they'll be watching tape of you from all year where you don't use your second rower. You've got one of the best ball runners in the game. I think you've got to use him. And if he doesn't, I mean, he still want he, the, the lines that he runs, he just draws in so many guys, Angus Crichton. It's going to create opportunities on that left edge. I'm really excited for it. I don't think any team is better without... You know, obviously, when you lose Boyd Corner, it's a massive loss, and the Blues aren't going to be better, but they are going to be different on that edge. And especially at ANZ Stadium with a home crowd behind you, different can be fucking scary. And Cody Walker and Angus Crichton, it could be a combination, even if they don't pass the ball to each other, just as a decoy, the lines he runs from his... You know, the strong lines that he's learnt through his, his rugby union uh, days playing at inside centre over there at Scots and whatnot. He's learned a lot and he understands how to run a solid line and I really think it could be anything for, you know, James Tedesco out the back or Cody Walker himself. It's going to be really dangerous, that edge. The other man that's starting this game that didn't last week is, of course, Payne Haas from the Brisbane Broncos. Now, I sort of thought he might get dropped from this team, to be honest with you. He got dropped after game one last year and I think the reality of Payne Haas is that you either start him or he's not in your team. And Freddie's gone with starting him. Now, that means he's going to get two stints, yeah? So he's going to be out there in the middle to start. He's going to have a little breather, and he's going to come back on with 30 minutes to go. I'm really excited to see what Payne has to. He's, he's well and truly got the potential to be the best front rower in the game, the best front rower on the field tonight. It's really exciting to see what Payne Haas does. He's had a shithouse year. This is a chance to really put it back in his favour, yeah? To make up for all the shit this year. He's been playing sensational, but nothing's gone his way. A really good opportunity for Payne Haas. It's been a tough year for him. His, his brother passed away a couple of weeks ago. Not to mention all the shit at the Broncos, being the youngest guy there, playing 80 minutes in the front row. I'm really glad that Payne Haas has got this opportunity to put a cherry on the end of a really shitty 2020 season for him. It's been a tough knock, and I can't wait to see what he does with it. The last two guys I want to touch on are the two debutants off the bench. you got Nathan Brown, you got Isaiah Yo. Nathan Brown, I've spoken about him a lot. I think he's made for origin. I think he's going to make a real impact. And I think this is an absolute masterstroke by Freddie bringing him into this side. I think Nathan Brown could really have a huge impact on this game. I had him in my top five influential players at number five, Nathan Brown. And I really think he could be anything. I'm so excited for him. He's made for origin. Isaiah Yo, another man, they said they're going to use him as a bit of a utility. So I'll be really interested to see how they do use him. I mean, I think if there's an injury out in the back, you'll see Angus Crichton shift out there, which will put Isaiah Yo at 
that left edge position. So it'll be interesting to see how they use him if they don't have any injuries. I'm not sure how many minutes he's going to get realistically. And the last change that Freddie's made that I really want to touch on, Dale Finucane's another one. His experience coming in, he'll be fantastic, especially in Sydney. It's a track made for Dale Finucane. But Junior Paulo coming off the bench, bringing a guy like him with his ball playing and his size, bringing him in, you know, 20, 30 minutes in, it could be absolutely anything. Junior Paulo, he was really good in his first stint. In game one, his second stint I wasn't overly impressed with. So here he gets one stint. You got about 15 minutes before halftime and 15 minutes after to absolutely cause havoc. Really excited to see Junior Paulo. I really like this move by Freddie. For the Queensland Maroons, we've seen a few changes here. Obviously, the big one, AJ Brimson out. Um, I thought he had a sensational game one. He looked like he was just made for origin. Um, I wasn't sure if he would carry his last six or seven weeks of form into origin, and he was sensational. I thought he was unbelievable in game one. I thought it was a fantastic debut from a young bloke that... You know, he hasn't really played a heap of first grade. He's been around for a few years, but I, you know, I haven't looked at his stats, but I'd be shocked if he's played 50 first grade games. I mean... He's had a number of injuries, had a lot of things standing in his way, and for him to come out and do what he did in game one, that was simply amazing. Now, Val Holmes comes in, and I've said it a few times, I believe Val Holmes is a much better winger there than he is fullback. And I think it's a it's a big test for Val Holmes. I mean, here he is playing, you know, what, 15, 16, probably less games for the Cowboys this year. I haven't looked at the stats once again, but he had an injury for a lot of this year, and then when he did come back, he played a bit on the wing, and he was still injured then, realistically, and... You know, at the end of the day, Val Holmes has had, you know, one preseason at the Cowboys. He's been at the NFL for the last, you know, year or two before that. To jump straight in after 15-odd games of first grade, he's been injured here and there off the back of two years of NFL. It's a tough ask in origin, I think. I think it's a brutally tough ask, especially down in Sydney. I, I think Val Holmes is in for it here. And as a Blues fan, I'm pretty excited about him playing fullback over AJ Brimson, to be honest with you. Hopefully, I'm not left with egg all over my face, Val Holmes. He's obviously one of the best athletes in our game in the world. He's been able to go over and handle the NFL and then come back. You know, when he before he left the NRL, he was sensational. I just think he's a long way off that form that we saw at the Sharks when he was playing fullback and he was so good. But happy to be proven wrong there. I mean, I was wrong on a heap of things in game one. So we'll see how it unfolds. But as a Blues fan, I'm really happy to see Val Holmes in over AJ Brimson. If Holmes was available this game and AJ was still there, I would have had Holmes on the wing every day of the week and I would have been really worried about him out on the wing. Fullback, I'm a little bit more confident. I I can see Cody Walker and Nathan Cleary absolutely peppering him, especially Nathan Cleary. Those bombs that he puts up, my God, good luck. They're going to be in all sorts there for Val Holmes. It's going to be a tough gig. Kurt Cable, he's been ruled to be fit for this game. I thought he was, obviously he was sensational in the game the other night. Came in at centre and did just did a fantastic job. So impressive. He's a guy that I would have always had at centre. I said in my team two weeks ago, he would have been my centre. And he's come in and done a really good job. He'll have a tough task again this week. Clint Gutherson handed him really well last week. But Gutho, he's going to be really hungry in this game. He's going to be super hungry. And Nathan Cleary, I know we all keep bagging him for having quiet origin games. <laughs> Every game he's quiet, he's closer to that big game. And when he does explode that right edge is going to be in for it and they're going to have to be ready. So Kirk Cable, you know, it could be a massive job, that left centre spot for Queensland. That could be the most important spot on the field really quick if Nathan Cleary's on in this game. Dane Gagai, the right centre, in my opinion, he was the best player on the field in game one. He was sensational. I've been a number of years since I've seen Jack White and embarrassed like that. To do that to the Dally M, yeah, guy holding the Dally M medal, the guy holding the Clive Churchill medal, just a sensational effort. And Jack Whiten, he's one of the, you know, he's one of the top competitors in the game and he was just made to look silly in that game. And Gagai put good moves on him, but they weren't superstar moves. He just 
he just out outpowered him essentially. He just wanted it more. So he's going to have a tough task on his hands this week. I still think Jack White, he's one of the most dangerous ball runners in the game, if not the most dangerous ball runner in the game. I think he's going to bounce back well. So Gagai's defense in this game, it's going to be massive. He's going to have to hold down that edge of Cody Walker, Angus Crichton, Jack White, and Daniel Tupo. It's a tough ask. Jeez, would you ever doubt D- Dane Gagai in a Maroons jersey? I think we're past that, aren't we? Surely we're not that silly. Uh, the next guy I want to talk about, Jaden Sewer. It shocked me he didn't start in game one. We saw Cohen Hess come in for the start of it. Didn't didn't really have much impact, Cohen Hess. Didn't survive long out there. Came off. Jaden Sewer came on. I, I'm not really I don't really understand what Wayne Bennett was doing there. In this game, he's gone for Jaden Sewer to start, and I think he's going to play 80 minutes here. I love Jaden Sewer. I said about eight or ten weeks ago that he was going to play Origin, and I'm really excited to see him there. He deserves to be there. I think even full strength, I would have him in this side. He might not be starting, but he would definitely be on my bench. He's a top-shelf player, Jaden Sewer. With 80 minutes, Wayne Bennett will have him up. He's one of his South Sydney boys. He'll be ready to fire in this game. Obviously, Munster and Cherry Evans, uh, these two, they're on the edge of something pretty special. If they win this game, this will be one of the biggest upsets in origin history, and it will come down to these two, the two experienced halves. For Munster, wouldn't it just complete a massive three weeks, win the premiership, go on a 10-day Larry Emder, win Origin 1, score a big try, come down to Sydney, win Origin 2. We just have Cam Munster written all over it. And as a New South Wales fan, he scares the living shit out of me. I've said it all year. I'm most worried about him, and I'm more worried than ever about him. He said during the week he feels seven foot tall, and fuck, that scares the shit out of me. Munster, when he's confident, he can be absolutely anything. And Cherry Evans, you know, 18 hit-ups. I think he went for 180 metres, 35 tackles the other night. He's not afraid to roll up his sleeves. We didn't really see that his massive skill set that he's got the other night. I'm scared we're going to see it in Sydney. Cherry Evans, Munster, they'll decide this game for Queensland. They can, you know, they, they can blow New South Wales off the park if either of them are the best players on the field. The other guy I want to talk about is Waker. Now, I just think he I can't believe he didn't play game one. He's a guy that I think I would have picked in my blues team if he was available, to be honest with you. I've got such big raps on this kid. I think he's gonna be an absolute superstar. And I think this I think game one will be the last time the Maroons don't pick him in a team for the next ten years. He is gonna be one of the superstars front rowers of our game. If you know, I, I, I would if I was any NRL club, I would be knocking on the Titans door and seeing what I can do with Mo Waker. I think he's going to be one of the best front rowers in the game. I think he's going to be rivaling Payne Haas over the next two or three years. He's still very young. Origin will do wonders for him. He's going to get up there at the... He's going to get back to the Gold Coast Titans next year. They're going to have an, 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 a few other really top-shelf forwards join him. They're going to have a dangerous pack, and I think Mo Waker. He's going to develop into a real top-shelf leader there. I think within two years, you'll see Josh Papali and him leading it for Queensland, and I just think they're going to be dangerous as all hell. I love this kid. I think he's got a massive future. Now, the one thing I will say about the Maroons is that in this game, they're obviously coming to Sydney. It's going to be a tough ass. The Blues, they've got their backs against the wall. This is do or die for the Blues. The Maroons, in the back of their head, they will know that they've got that one more game up at Suncorp. And I'm not saying they'll, they'll take it more easy this game, but... I think psychologically it does have to have an effect to some extent. The Blues know they have to win this game in Sydney or it's over. The Maroons know they've got one extra game. This tends to happen in origin. Even when the Queenslanders had their massive dominance, they'd win game one, they'd smoke us, they'd come to Sydney and we'd beat them by two or four points just because we had no choice. We They were do or die games. We had to win them. And back then, the Blues used to win these games in Sydney and they'd have nothing left in the tank to go to Queensland with and the Maroons would be so confident. Now, it's going to be similar here. New South Wales are going to put everything into this. I think they will win, and I think it'll come down to partly because the Maroons know they've got an extra game up their sleeve. They know 
hey, if you guys are going to take this shield, if we're going to, if you're going to take this shield back from us that we've got one hand on at the moment, you're going to have to sun, have to come to Suncorp and do it, and they'll absolutely love that. And I think it will play a part. I'm tipping the Blues will win this game. I think they'll win it 24 to 10. I think it'll be a pretty close game. The scoreboard, I, th- I think they'll win by 14 or 16 points, but I think it'll be a lot closer than that on on the field. I think the guy for me, I've said it all week, and I'll talk about him later this afternoon in another podcast, is Cody Walker. I think he's going to have a massive game for the Blues. I think he's going to prove a lot of people wrong. There's been a lot of haters out there for a long time on Cody Walker, and you know he's played sensationally to end this season, but I really think he puts the cherry on, on, on the cake this uh, Sorry, later tonight, playing for the New South Wales Blues. I'm tipping Cody Walker for man of the match. And I'm going to stick with Jack White for first try scorer. I think he got embarrassed last week, got his pants pulled down. I was on him last week, and I'll be on him again this week. Cody Walker, man of the match. Blues to win 24-10. to 10, And Jack White my first try scorer. I got it all wrong last week. Fingers crossed I get it tonight. Up the Blues. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.